Hi and welcome to the Jewelry Podcast, a podcast about fine jewelry and gemstones. My name is Cecilia and I am the designer of the fine jewelry brand Mumbai Stockholm that I founded in a hotel room in India in 2014. The world of fine jewelry and pretty gemstones is quite closed and very hard to find information about as an outsider. This is something we also notice in the questions we get on Instagram or in the things our clients ask when visiting our showroom. That is why I created this podcast, to demystify it and make it more accessible, one podcast episode at a time. In today's episode, we will talk about a situation which is hard to find information about and you won't really learn otherwise. How should you think when you are buying your very first ring? This is for the girl who wrote to me on Instagram a couple of weeks ago saying, I am planning to treat myself with a ring, but I cannot choose which one. Yes, this podcast episode is about getting to know yourself, your style and preferences, and about doing your homework so that when the right ring comes along, you will know it and be confident in that you have chosen the perfect ring for you. I have created a step-by-step guide to how you can think when you have decided to buy your first ring and start building your jewelry collection or fine jewelry collection. I will also give you my best tips and share tips that others have given. People who have already made the journey you are about to start. Those who have bought their first ring. But why do I love jewelry? Well, to me, jewelry has become a symbol of living the life you truly want to live. I didn't wear any jewelry until I was 24, which is now seven years ago. But after I started Mumbai and designed my first piece, it felt like anything and everything was possible. If I could do this, what couldn't I do? Jewelry is to me like dreams. Nobody needs a piece of jewelry. You don't need to have dreams. But life becomes so much more wonderful if you do. To me, a piece of jewelry is like a little piece of a dream. It is both concrete and a little bit mystical. And like the cherry on top, you can celebrate fulfilling a dream with a piece of jewelry. In today's episode, we will talk about something that I know many of you are thinking about. How should you think when you are buying your first fine jewelry ring? I told you a story in the last episode about about my friend who, in her early 20s, used to buy a piece of jewelry for herself when she was extra happy or had something to celebrate usually once or twice a year. Of course, this often happened to correlate with her favorite jeweler brand releasing a new design she really liked. But if you are not like my friend and don't really know what you like, or even where to begin the process of buying your first piece, what do you do then? Well, I actually put together a step-by-step guide to how you can approach the situation. Or at least once you have decided that, oh my God, I'm actually going to do it. I'm going to buy my first ring. Because that is where it starts. And the first piece of advice I want to give you in this guide is to find your why. Why do you want a piece of jewelry right now? What do you want to be reminded of every time you look at it? 
Of course, you don't need a specific reason or a clearly defined why. But because jewelry is so special and something that lasts for so long, you might want to connect it to something or someone special. It makes it feel a lot more meaningful and it actually makes you more likely to take the plunge and make the purchase because you should allow it to take time. For example, one reason could be that you are starting a new job and want your own power ring to look down on when you are typing away at your computer. Or you want to put an end to the year that was with a piece of jewelry that symbolizes hopefulness about the future. Only you know your why. The next step is deciding which finger you want to wear your ring on. And why is that important, you might ask. Well, because it can help you narrow down the selection. Generally, you tend to wear different types of rings on different fingers. A pinky ring is usually either quite small and dainty, or you go big and bold with a signet ring. On your index finger, you can allow yourself a fairly large statement ring that perhaps takes up a bigger part of the finger but preferably is quite flat without any protruding prongs that are in the way or a snag. The middle finger is the golden opportunity to wear a statement stone, because on that finger, it is really allowed to shine. Finally, on your ring finger, even though I like to think they are all ring fingers, you might want to add a thinner ring or to build a stack. Or why not leave it empty and save it for that special future ring that symbolizes your love? Of course, these aren't absolute truths, just guidelines. But it still might be a good idea to think about on which finger you want to wear your ring, as it can guide you to the right ring. So now on to step number three, which is a very exciting one. Getting to know what you like. Because... How do you know what you like if you haven't worn jewelry before? And especially if you haven't bought it before? My first tip to find your style is to surround yourself with jewelry. You want to browse and window shop as much as possible. Walking straight into a jeweler shop or booking a meeting in the showroom, like in our case, directly without having looked around at all, can usually become a bit overwhelming. What you want to do is to gather inspiration to understand more about your style and what you like. This is how you could do it, or this is how I do it. Take an evening, or perhaps morning if you're an early bird. Sit down in your favorite chair and start browsing the internet with the goal of seeing as many different types of jewelry as possible and save images of all the pieces you like. But where should you start looking? Well, perhaps you use Pinterest for recipes and interior design and Instagram for workout gear or swimwear. Well, you can use these platforms for jewelry inspo as well. And you can browse jewelry-related hashtags or search for simple diamond rings on Pinterest and pin away. But you can also think more jewelry-specific. But where do you find the best jewelry then? Here are my two best online tips. The first one is to scan the different auction houses' online sites. They often have jewelry on auction. 
Even scrolling through past and coming auctions can be super inspiring and give you lots of ideas and input. You might not like the actual pieces, but you can get ideas about which gemstones and colors you are drawn to. Or if you realize that you like a specific style of ring, for example, a trinity ring or a solitaire with a halo. My second tip is to Google a person whose style you like, followed by a plus sign and jewelry or rings. For example, if you type Victoria Beckham plus rings, you would get pictures of all the engagement rings David has given her every year since they got engaged. Last time I checked, she was up to 14 rings. I, who think that she has a cool style, love looking at what kind of rings she has. And this thing, watching others, leads us into my next suggestion, which is people watching live. Watching others will help you find your own style. It will give you a hint of how you want your own jewelry to look or feel. And just by having this mindset, you will start noticing people in cafes, at the grocery store or at work. Or what kind of jewelry friends and family are wearing. You can even ask if you can try their jewelry and take pictures with your cell phone. Everywhere you will start to notice what kind of rings people are wearing and what you think of them. You might start to notice a theme. Are you drawn to the big gemstones or are white diamonds your thing? You might prefer many thin rings stacked together, rings that could be combined differently depending on what day of the week it is. Yes, you will see a style theme, a common thread between the pieces that you are drawn to. And this common denominator is what you should be mindful of. Which gemstones are you drawn to? Which styles keep catching your eye? Perhaps you have become obsessed with eternity bands with stones all the way around. And this gives you a hint of where to start with your own collection. Perhaps it is exactly with an eternity band. And if you are struck to the color green, then perhaps an emerald eternity band is your first ring. Step four is narrowing things down. Can you find a common thread among the things you like? Start going through all the pictures you pinned on Pinterest, saved on Instagram, or that folder on your laptop or cell phone. Is there a common thread? I think there is, and voila. Now you know your jewelry style. Were you surprised? Well, then this exercise proved really helpful. Step 5. is Setting a budget. Sadly, we have arrived at the step of the process which might not be as exciting as the previous steps, but it will help you. Deciding on a budget will help you narrow down the selection of potential pieces even further, and you can finally let go of those rings that are way over budget. Which leads us into step number six. Start looking within that budget. The best thing is if you have found a brand or designer who matches your style, perhaps you notice that three of the images you pinned are from the same designer or brand. Or you find a goldsmith that has a style that matches yours. Then book a consultation there. Or perhaps you find something on auction. Now that you have surrounded yourself with jewelry and found your style, you don't have to worry about regretting your purchase, especially if you stayed within budget. Leading us into the seventh step, which is exactly this. Trusting yourself and your gut instinct, which means don't overthink things. If you have a favorite color that you have always loved, Stick to it. You won't get tired of it. And if you have made up your mind, just do it. 
A beautiful ring is something magical, I promise. Otherwise, there is always something else that comes in between, like buying a new sofa or a handbag. So, now that you have learned about how to find your personal style and what you like, here are some concrete tips about how to think regarding materials and other practical details. And my first tip, or first tip on this matter, is to stick to fine jewelry. That is jewelry that is made entirely out of precious metals, like gold, silver, or platinum. During the past couple of years, it has become increasingly popular to cover non-precious metals in a thin, thin layer of gold, a so-called gold plating. Often gold-plated jewelry is sold side by side with normal fine jewelry, but at a much lower price. And the problem with this is that the thin gold layer is easily worn down. If you wear the jewelry every day, it might be gone in just a few months which is exactly the opposite of what is so amazing with real fine jewelry, that they last for hundreds of years and can get passed down through generations. Another tricky thing with this is that silver jewelry can be gold-plated, so then you can count on the gold jewelry you bought to be gold and silver striped within a few months. My second tip, this is the tip-packed episode, yes, is to learn a little bit about different gemstones. Do your homework and ask around. You can pick any ring you want for your jewelry, as long as you know how to wear it and store it. For example, you shouldn't keep an opal ring in strong sunlight as it will lose its color and become dull and grayish. And the same with moisture. And this is exactly what happened to a bracelet that I designed a couple of years ago with a big opal. If, for example, you pick an emerald, you should bear in mind that it is more fragile than both diamonds and sapphires and is sensitive to hard impact. So if, like in the example used previously, you realize whilst doing your research that a green emerald eternity band was your ring, you perhaps realize now that because you want to wear it every day and aren't the most careful of people, you should pick olive green sapphires rather than emeralds because they are more sturdy. Or you go with the emeralds because you love that deep dark green color but decide to get a box to carry around in your bag if you need to carry something heavy and don't want to risk damaging your ring and hand it into the studio for general service more often than you had initially planned. And the more you learn about gemstones, the better educated you will be in choosing between different stones of similar color. For example... If you really want a white stone, you are perhaps choosing between a diamond and a white topaz. Then you should know that the diamond is unique thanks to its outstanding light-reflecting qualities. That is what gives it its signature sparkle, especially if it has a round, brilliant cut. Even when the stone is a bit dirty, a diamond will still sparkle. Which means that if you really want a round, brilliant cut stone, it might be worth downsizing and pick a diamond over the topaz that would be a lot cheaper, but that would appear dull when dirty. The exception is larger stones cut in rectangular shapes, for example an emerald cut. They are easier to keep clean and don't amass dirt on the surface in the same way, And these types of cuts, the rectangular ones, they are not created to sparkle in the same way as brilliant. Third tip. If you want a color, but still stick to a neutral color scheme, 
pick a stone in an earthy, natural color, like champagne, chocolate, olive green, or a light pink. They are easy to combine with almost all other colors and work well with most skin tones, even now during the winter. Finally, forget all rules. You don't have to adhere to any traditions. Pick a pink sapphire for your engagement ring and a large chocolate diamond for your power ring. If there were ever any rules, now is the time to break them. As a final bonus, we asked to all the people who had bought their first ring what their thoughts and advice were to someone who was about to buy their first ring. Trust your instinct and pick the ring you first fell in love with. Trust your gut. I was torn between two designs and couldn't make up my mind. One was more regular, the other one was a bit more special, and it was the one I ended up choosing. Don't go for what is trendy right now. Look at other jewelry to get inspiration and choose according to your style. It should be something that works with your everyday look. Buy simple, classic and timeless, something that means much to you. Follow your heart. Have a budget and enter the process with an open mind. You never know what will suit you. Follow your instinct. Your head might play tricks on you, but your gut will tell you what you really desire. Get to know your style. Start with a piece that is a 100% you. Then you can start experimenting. Get on instinct. It is you who will wear this jewelry, so trust yourself. Buy something you'll want to wear immediately and continue to wear it every day. Think classic and long term. You won't regret it. And my final tip is in line with what everyone else is saying. Avoid listening to everybody else too much or ask for opinions. Even if they have the best intentions, others' opinions can be more harmful than helpful. After all, it is you who will wear the piece every day. We don't believe that everybody will love jewelry, but those of you who do, it is for you we make them, and it is for you that we have created this podcast. A huge thanks to you joining us today. This is the podcast where we talk about fine jewelry in a simple way and break away from the norms and traditions that have shaped an industry that otherwise is very tainted by rules and traditions. And you can get in contact with me via email at cecilia at mumbaistockholm.com and the jewelry designer on Instagram. You can also follow the jeweler podcast on Instagram where our handle is jeweler podcast and finally if you like this podcast subscribe to it it doesn't only keep you notified about when the next episode is out it also helps us reach more listeners and allow us to continue making episodes and remember you deserve fine jewelry